Welcome to the end of religious Christianity. If you're truly born again, you've got the joy of the Lord inside of your spirit. You've got power inside of your spirit. My gift from God is to move you into your spirit, man, where God is, where you know all things, where things present and things to come are yours. Come with me into the kingdom of God. Hey guys, I have been seeking first the kingdom of God for about 11 years now. And to be honest, I lost track of it for a few years in between. And I had a prophetic dream. In the dream, I was being strangled and I was under a heavy blanket. And like when you're a child and you can't move because you're paralyzed with fear, the the God in my heart awakened me and I was able to, to just... It wasn't my own strength. I remember it was like an adrenaline shot to the heart caused me to jump out of bed. And in the darkness and in the blindness, I switched on the light. And I realized I was in a headlock. And this violence came out of my spirit. And I turned on the light and I got free of the headlock. And I woke up. And it was really around that time that I began to seek first the kingdom again with diligence. Something inside of me flicked the switch. I began to pray in tongues. Even though I had been baptized in the Spirit earlier, I began to pray in tongues as a discipline. And what I realized is the angels said to the disciples in Acts chapter 1, when Jesus had been taken up into the clouds, God had to send an angel who said, Men of Galilee, why are you standing here looking into heaven? This Jesus who was received up from you into heaven shall also come in like manner as you beheld him going into heaven. I don't know if you noticed, but God was telling people to move on. And I think that we get stuck in religion. My heart for you is that the law of God would be written on your hearts. In fact, I want you to go and read Psalm 119 and replace every word that refers to the law with the word kingdom. Because really, that is what has happened. God has written the the kingdom on your heart. So imagine David saying, God, I just, I so love your statutes. You say, God, I so love your kingdom. What God has given us is so incredibly great. If you're still worried, then you're not in the kingdom. If you are afraid of death, you are not in the kingdom. I would even say with all confidence, if you're praying for yourself at all, you're not in the kingdom. Because if you knew what the kingdom was, that would be the only thing that you would want. Jesus said it this way. He said, the kingdom of heaven is like a man who sold everything he had and bought it. That means 
The kingdom is more valuable, more important than your car, than your house, than your business. So if you were to read Psalm 119, as I said, How can a young person stay on the path of purity by living according to your kingdom? I seek you with all my heart. Do not let me stray from your kingdom. I have hidden your kingdom in my heart that I may not sin against you. Praise be to you, Lord. Teach me your kingdom. With my lips I recount all the kingdom that comes from your mouth. I rejoice in following your kingdom. So what I'm saying here, and I'm replacing all of the words to do with God's law with the word kingdom, but what I'm trying to say to you (laughs) is if you have the Holy Spirit living inside of you, then God is so pleased. He has achieved a vision that took him 6,000, 7,000 years to bring to pass. God is so happy because he's achieved his goal. His goal is to put the kingdom inside of you You see, the kingdom of God is a government, but I haven't told you this yet. The kingdom of God is an internal government. The kingdom of God is men and women living by the power of the Holy Spirit who lives within them. You see, when you're a subject of a kingdom, subject is also known as an underling. A sub-servant. So a subject of the kingdom means you are the responsibility of the kingdom. You are under the kingdom. So once you're in the kingdom, you don't have to worry anymore because it's the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom and contained in the kingdom is everything else. The reason you sell your car, sell your house, sell everything for the kingdom is because the kingdom contains everything. In fact, it's an everlasting kingdom. Even after you die, God is still going to be your king. It's a kingdom that never ends. So you are inside of a kingdom that never ends. Now, his kingdom is synonymous with his word. His kingdom is synonymous with his spirit. His kingdom is synonymous with his character, with his power. So when you get invited to a wedding... The purpose is to go into the wedding, to celebrate, to eat the food, to drink the wine, to be part of a community and to be in relationship with other people. If I invited you to my wedding and then I'm inside with the bride and my parents and I'm asking them, where is everyone I invited? And then we find that there's 400 people standing at the door, worshipping the invitation. Oh, look at this invitation. Look how it's written in gold. Look at the envelope. The invitation, you can throw that away at the door, okay? The invitation is for a purpose. It's the same as if I gave you the keys to my house. And my house had seven bedrooms, 
seven bathrooms, a swimming pool. The reason I gave you the key to my house is because I want you to watch my cinema room. I want you to swim in my spa. I want you to drive my car. I want you to sleep in my bed. But if I came home and you were standing at the front door worshipping the key, I'd slap you. You know, you're sleeping outside with the dogs and you're meant to be in my palace. The angels in Acts chapter 1 are saying the same thing. Why? Why are you here? You know, the early Christians didn't build a temple on Golgotha because the cross was a key. The cross was a means to an end. Jesus Christ, the Lamb, is great, but the Lamb was so that he could be a lion. It's the lion and the Lamb. Jesus had to die on the cross, and I am so grateful. But he did it for a purpose. He doesn't want us to live at the cross. We don't say, you know... The Bible doesn't say in the end, in the book of Revelations, you know, the Bible says that we are a kingdom of priests and kings. We are seated in heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. Our focus is meant to be on where we are now. Our focus is meant to be on the wedding feast, not the invitation. Our focus is meant to be on ruling and reigning forever, not on pitching a tent at Golgotha. Now listen, religion will give you a great burial and a great tombstone, but the kingdom will give you a great resurrection. Religion will give you something to do on Sunday. Kingdom will give you something to do every day. We have to be those who are led by the Spirit of God. And God, we are so grateful for the cross. We are so grateful for his blood. Yes, he washed us from our sins. But he wants us to move on. He doesn't want us to be praying for our needs. He wants us to be praying for other people. Once you receive the kingdom, you'll have such joy in your heart. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. You have favor with God. You don't. Paul says you don't need anyone to teach you because you know all things. What I'm saying today is the kingdom of God is a government that is in your heart. The kingdom of God is a government that is on your inside. And that inside will rule you from the inside out. This is the process that you and I are on. That's what it says in the Bible. Those who are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. But the Spirit does not lead you from the outside. So stop looking for signs and wonders. Stop looking for, you know, fireworks. The Holy Spirit is on the inside. So the moment you wake up, your heart says yes to God. And then throughout the day, practically speaking, you are led by the Spirit. He will tell you what to do. He will say, I want you to do a podcast today. I want you to go for a walk today. I want you to ring your parents. I want you to give money to this person. And it's as you are led by the Spirit of God. It's an internal leading. It's not external. That's why it's so important to know this, because you can go to church 
and the church can say to do something, but you've got to have a check in your spirit. You know, the late Miles Monroe said, if everyone in your city was was governed by the kingdom of God, there would be no need for police. There'd be no need for law. There'd be no one in jail because no, because everybody would be doing the right thing. And I'm telling you that God is so excited because he's achieved his long-term vision. He, The kingdom government of God has come. Jesus said that. He said the kingdom has come. That was his message. <laughs> his message is good news because finally we don't need the government. We don't need worry. We don't need fear. We don't need war. Finally, he said it's come. What has come? Jesus said, for this reason I was born. Not to die on a cross. He said to Pilate, you are right in saying that I'm a king. And it's for this kingdom reason that I was born to bring a kingdom he also said it in Luke for this reason I came to bring a kingdom Luke chapter 4 verse 43 Jesus said I must proclaim the good news of the kingdom government of God to the other towns also, because that is why I was sent. He didn't come to die on the cross. He came to save that kingdom which was lost. What did God give Adam and Eve in the garden? Dominion. What's the word dominion? It's the word kingdom. It's the word mamlakak. God said, I give you mum lakak, I give you a kingdom. Jesus gave us a kingdom. He said, seek first the kingdom. I'm telling you the truth. We have been stuck in religion and God is shaking the doors and the chains off your life. Will you seek first the kingdom government of God? He is so excited. Yes, we move on from the cross. We celebrate the cross. Those who are in heaven have their robes dripped and dipped and washed in blood. I eat his body. I drink his blood. But I, let, I leave it at the door. I leave it at the door because I got in. The Bible says that we enter the holiest place by the blood. But why by the blood? So that we enter. Let's move on. Hebrews said we need to move on. You know, I don't want to embarrass anyone, but I had a really a Christian friend, pastor, mentor, um, you know, encourage me to listen to a particular message, and it was just so basic. You know, not that I know more than him, but it was like, can we just move on from this basic teaching? It was it was really a video that I wouldn't even bother giving to a non-Christian. What I'm, It was a video about faith. It was a video about Hebrews chapter 11. And I was thinking, how far have you fallen to need an inspirational, emotional message on faith? Guys, we are Christians. We are born again. We need to be eating meat. 
We don't need to be looking for an encouraging message about faith. We, we, are, we need to be demonstrating the kingdom government. And what I'm saying is God is so happy with you. He's so happy with me because you have the law written on your hearts. You've got to understand this was the reason he was sent. The reason he was sent is to give you the kingdom. And he said the kingdom of heaven is within you. He said the kingdom of heaven has come. This is the message that we preach. The message we preach is repent because here's the kingdom. The kingdom government has come and the kingdom is an internal government. I said the kingdom is an internal government and I'm telling you, God laid a plan from Adam and Eve. He tried so hard. He wrote the, He said, I want to write the laws on your hearts. He said that to the Israelites. But they wanted a king. They wanted a judge. They wanted you know, some external government. And God said to them, but I want to write my laws on your heart. Jesus said to the woman at the well, there's coming a day and it has come when you will not worship on this external mountain, but you will worship God in spirit. And I'm telling you, that is God's pleasure. That is God's desire. It is his good pleasure to give you the kingdom. What I'm trying to tell you today is that God has put the kingdom of God inside of you. And that was his plan. He is satisfied. He is accomplished. He is he's so happy that he did it. That's what I'm trying to say. He did it. It's done. You have received the kingdom. But remember, Jesus said that even when you've received the kingdom, the devil comes to steal the word. The deceitfulness of wealth comes to choke the seed. So that's why it's your responsibility to manage that kingdom government that's inside of you. Hebrews says that uh, we need to work out our salvation with fear and trembling. I think actually it might be Philippians. So the process you are on is the process of being made into the image of God. Because you are in the image of God, but you are being transformed day by day into his likeness. You're becoming more like Christ as you yield to the Holy Spirit. Now, the Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you. He will tell you what to do. He will tell you how to pray. But today, I want you to renounce religion. Just say it out loud. I renounce religion. And God, give me your kingdom. You know, all you have to do is what Jesus said. Once you have this understanding, because that's what I'm giving you, that's the point of this podcast and my life, is to sow the seed of the kingdom, which I'm doing right now, into your heart. I don't care about your mind. I'm speaking to your heart. Because once I put the seed in there, God will make it grow. God will make it grow. Paul said, you know, one of us plants the seed, Paul waters, Apollos plants, and God makes it grow. So receive the kingdom today. Don't be afraid, little flock, Jesus said. Don't be afraid because it's the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. So don't be afraid, but do what you can 
to manage yourself. You see, it's all about personal management. If you can manage that seed, then everything else will look after itself. If you can guard your heart, if you can seek first the kingdom, then all else is added to you as well. So you don't have to worry about your car. You don't have to worry about your kids. You don't have to worry about tomorrow. In fact, you're commanded not to. All you have to do is seek first the kingdom. There's a government that is in your heart, and he's called the Holy Spirit. Do what he says, and that's enough. Do what he says. Be led by the Spirit. Be led by peace. Don't grieve the Holy Spirit. I know that you've got this message today, and I just want to thank you so much for listening. I'm going to be doing a, a second part to my book, God, Men, and it's going to be about identity, and it's going to be all about the internal government that is on the inside. How do you actually implement the kingdom of God in your life? God, Men was really an introduction to slap you in the face and slap religion out of you. It exposes Satan. It exposes the devil. The devil... Oh my God, he has no power. The devil is an unemployed cherub and he is under your feet. And most Christians don't understand that after the fall of Adam, you see, the devil had a very high position in heaven. He was the most beautiful cherub. He was the epitome of perfection and he lost that position. So then he became unemployed. He also became a slave of Adam because Adam was the king of the earth. Adam was the lord of the earth. Adam was given the earth and everything in it. So the devil who was in the earth was necessarily under Adam's feet. However, the moment that Adam sinned, the devil became Adam's lord. The devil became the king of the earth. The devil took the kingdom. So he actually took up an entirely new position, which, if you believe me, which is clearly true, was higher. I said higher than the position that he lost as a cherub. You see, as a cherub, he was only an angel. But as the ruler of the earth, he became a king. I don't know if you understand how significant this is, but people don't realize that the devil was promoted far above the position that he lost as Lucifer. Satan was more powerful and more like God as, as Satan than he was as Lucifer because Adam and Eve gave him a kingdom. So he was able to relate to God equally. Not that he was God but you guys don't understand kingdom. You get so religious that you don't understand kingdom. When I say you're like God, when I say you're, when I say the devil was equal to God, I'm not saying that he's all-knowing. I'm not even going to answer your question. Read my book, God Men. What I'm saying to you is that God is a king and Satan was a king. Now we know the good news is that Jesus came to seek that which was lost i.e. the kingdom. So Jesus took the keys back off the devil. 
the devil now again is under our feet. So we as the Christian church are literally we as the Christian church are literally the captors of the devil. He is under our feet. He is in prison. You've got to remember this. Satan was kicked out of heaven and sent to the earth as a punishment. Earth was meant to be his prison. And then the earth is given to man, according to Psalm 8, Psalm 115, and Matthew chapter 5. Those who are meek will inherit the earth. So the earth is your inheritance. The very prison of Satan is your inheritance. So you and I are the wardens of the prison. We are the commanders. And so Jesus Christ took the keys back off the devil. Jesus said, it's for this reason that I came, to save that which was lost. He didn't say to save who was lost, because he wasn't talking about us. He was talking about kingdom. Jesus said, up until the days of John the Baptist, there was the law. But now it's the kingdom. The moment Jesus walked on the earth, he restored the kingdom. And so the kingdom is what was lost. The kingdom is what was found. The kingdom is the message that Jesus preached. The kingdom is what Jesus told us to seek. The kingdom is what he explained to the disciples in Acts chapter 1 for 40 days. The kingdom is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the fulfillment of the kingdom of God. The Holy Spirit is the embodiment of the kingdom of God. The Holy Spirit is the synonym, the encapsulation of the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. So we need to push back the devil. We need to put him back in his prison cell. He, you know, why do bad things still happen? Because we don't exercise our authority. When the devil appears, we need to rebuke him. We need to push him back. Where there's sickness, we need to cast it out. Lots of people don't get healed because people don't understand the kingdom. They don't understand that most healing is, de most sickness is demonic. Because Jesus came and he healed all who were oppressed of the devil. So the sicknesses are an oppression of the devil. So you and I take the government, say government, we take the government that is inside of us and we enforce it on the earth. So you take that government of peace and you displace the darkness. You don't have to worry about your life anymore because you are not your own. You are dead. You live for God. So you don't pray for yourself. Can you find anywhere that Jesus prayed for himself? We're meant to be like him. So don't pray for yourself. Don't pray for your needs. In fact, Jesus said your father knows what you need. But pray for the kingdom. 
He said, pray your will be done, God, on earth as it is in heaven. His will is that all men would be saved. So pray for them. Pray for other people and you will find that God will meet all of your needs. Now, let me tell you, the devil will come after this seed. This is the seed of the kingdom. I am literally planting it in your heart. But the devil comes to steal the word of the kingdom. He doesn't come to steal the Bible. He doesn't come to steal some motivational quote. He comes only to steal the seed of the kingdom. Because only a kingdom can replace a kingdom. A Christian is no threat to the devil. A sermon is no threat to the devil. A church is no threat to the devil. A healing is no threat to the devil. The kingdom is a threat to the devil because only the word of the kingdom of God can displace his kingdom. I'm telling you the truth. It's been 2,000 years and we have barely scratched the surface of obeying the Great Commission. We, the church, haven't figured out the kingdom of God message. No wonder Jesus hasn't come back. Hell, it's been 2,000 years. He could have come back in the first 100 years. But we see that the Galatians had already been bewitched we saw that they'd already exchanged the grace of God for the law. They already wanted to do things in the flesh. Paul said many antichrists have come. Jesus had to spit out seven of the, six of the seven churches from his mouth. He removed their lampstands. All of the churches in Turkey are gone. This is not, a, 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 this is not an, an attack. What I'm trying to say is we have to believe his words. Forget religion. Christianity is a religion. Jesus Christ came to bring us the kingdom government of God. He wrote his laws on your heart. It's called the Holy Spirit. Just do what he's doing. Say what he is saying. Because Jesus is revealing the Father and the Holy Spirit is revealing Jesus. So Jesus puts the Holy Spirit inside of you so that you can see what the Father's doing and do it. And so that you can hear what he's saying and say it. But Jesus, see, Paul says, do not be conformed to the pattern of the world. That word world is the word cosmos. It's a Greek word with the letter K and it means government. It means order of authority. So do not be conformed to the order of authority. You're not going to get out of debt by conforming to this world's government. You are going to get out of debt by conforming to the government that's inside of you. So the Holy Spirit inside of you says, give away 60% of your income. The Spirit inside of you says, you know, go and apply for a job somewhere that you don't want to go. Because while you're there working in that job that you don't want, giving way more money than you, your will feels like giving, that's how God gets you out of debt because you are not living according to this world's system of government. You are living only 
according to the Holy Spirit government that he has put inside of you. Jesus said, the kingdom is within you. When are we going to start to believe him? You have everything you need. You need nothing. You need no one to teach you. The Holy Spirit is there. So let's rejoice. And again, I say rejoice. Don't pray for yourself. Don't just not pray for yourself because I said not to pray for yourself. Don't get religious and twisted and legalistic. What I'm saying is be like Jesus. Live as he lived. Walk as he walked in right relationship with God. I'm telling you the truth. The kingdom is within you. I'm really excited for you guys today. Uh, please go and, and, and download the ebook. Uh, it's only 6 or $7.00. God Men on Amazon, on Google Play. It's completely free if you have a Kindle uh, membership. It's maybe about $50 with postage if you need it to be sent to Australia from the US, um, but it's definitely worth it. And next book, I'm going to lay out step-by-step step how do you implement the kingdom today in your daily life. But you're probably going to get a lot of it for free on the Kingdom Dynamics podcast. Please share this podcast. This is the message of the Kingdom of God. This is the biggest threat to the devil. Continue to seek first the Kingdom and all else will be added to you as well.